0: Uh, I've rambled twice now, this is my third episode. Uh, I didn't do one yesterday. Uh, I almost lost my voice over the weekend. I don't know if you're familiar with Tennessee weather, but if you don't like it, it'll change in five minutes. So anyway, the high and the low pressures kind of gotten to me, bothered me. And so I've been kind of under the weather. Plus I was busy yesterday. I don't know if you're familiar with an OTR microwave. OTR stands for Over the Range Microwave. We moved into this house in 2009. It had a countertop microwave, obviously, because all they had was a hood above the range. So, a house before this one, we had an over the uh, range microwave. We like it because it saves space. Well, we went and bought one. And I paid somebody to install it. <coughs> I paid somebody to install it, and uh, we had it from 2009 so in two thousand nine to two thousand. Let's say eighteen, fifteen. So about six, seven years, it played out on us. So I had to get a new one. So we bought a new one. Just a little note for people that are looking to buy microwaves: don't buy any GE appliances. I found out two years ago they were bought out by Haier, 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 whatever you want to say it. And Haier is garbage when it comes to appliances. Garbage. Uh, luckily enough, I have a Consumer Reports account, and I've researched microwaves. Anyway, so. They don't rate too high. Even the highest ones are not very well rated. Um, I guess people think microwaves cause cancer, which people don't know. Everything causes cancer. Everything, the air. I mean, they're gonna come out with a study that says that swinging in the backyard causes cancer. I, I, I mean, cancer knows no boundaries from what I've understood. When my grandfather died of lung cancer, man didn't smoke for 30 years. He smoked 15 previous, but he quit smoking 30 years prior. So I don't know if cancer was slow growing or what. Anyway, but the microwave that I had for less than two years, opened the door, light went off on the, on the microwave. And I was like, huh, that's weird. So I checked the breaker, the dra- breaker was tripped. So I read online, where, how do you ch- find out if it's the breaker or the microwave? Somebody says, hey, what a, what a novel idea, plug it in a different outlet. So I find another outlet that is 20 amps, plugged it in that outlet, and I turned on the microwave and a blue spark shot off the top of it. I'm like, eh, I guess it is the microwave. I had problems with it to begin with. I mean, the light on the inside was flickering. It was acting crazy. So I went down to, so I have a three-year-old who refuses to drink cold milk. You don't realize how much you use something and do you lose it. I'm, I'm serious. I, mean, I didn't realize how much I used the microwave until you lose it. So I have a three-year-old that refuses, refuses to drink cold milk, which is very, very annoying. So anyway, so we had to get another Microwave is either try to fix this one for more than it costs or just buy a new one. New ones are cheap. I mean, average price, 2 two fifty maybe. So I went to, what was it, Lowe's, Lowe's. <clears throat> went to Lowe's, asked the appliance people. They was like, don't buy a GE. I'm like, I know. Um, and they said, do you recommend LG, blah, blah, blah. LG was like, Phew. 350, I was like, come on, man. She goes, well, we do have a clearance in the back corner. Went back there, found me a nice Frigidaire gallery for $179. So it was normally 339 and I got it for half off. But went up to check out. I had other things in my buggy. I had my three-year-old with me. So people that shop with children know this. Know this happens. I mean, I, I, I should know by now after eight years that I should write lists. Lists are key. I'm not a list guy. I don't like to... I mean, lists are like bosses. You, know, you got a list, and it, makes, it makes me feel like that thing's bossing me. Anyway, so I got up to check out. Checked out. It'll be $400-some-odd dollars. I'm like, mm, that's... That's pretty steep, but yeah, it, you know, I got all this other stuff I thought I added up. Got home, I laid the boy down, had to remove the old microwave. had to take, it's, uh, we keep our spices above the, the microwave. So I had to take all those out because we have a lot of spices because I like to cook. I don't like to buy pre-packaged spices or seasoning. I like to make my own. Anyway, so I removed all that out. Got up there, sweating bullets, took the old one down, went and un- unboxed, I don't know if you ever unboxed the microwave, it's not fun. Unboxed the microwave, got it out, doing this all by myself with a bad back. Awesome. Put that dude up there, um, sweating. So I put it up, put it in, man, it was awesome, by the way, because all the screw holes mounted up to this pre-drill screw holes I had up there. So that's fantastic. Hung the microwave, turned it on, dudes fired it up. I was happy. So I was kind of taking a breath. Family started rolling in. We were going to Chick-fil-A to last night. So I was just like taking my breath. I was like, I got, I was like, hey, you know, I need to find that receipt because I can't find another item I bought. And I think they left it off the order. Looked at the receipt. They charged me $339 for it. Man, I don't know if you've been just absolutely this frustrated. That frustration set in. I got I to gotta take care of it. <clears throat> Caught up there. Well, you might have to come up here. It's a good 15-minute, 20-minute ride. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, you might have to. They were about the most unhelpful people on the phone. They were real nice when you get there. They were real nice on the phone. Real nice and unhelpful. So I went up there, went to the back, took a picture of the rack. I, you ever get that sneaking feeling like you'd made this mistake, like you are the one in the wrong, that they had the right price, but you were wrong and looked at it wrong? But I caught myself double checking the price before I bought the stupid thing. Anyway. So I took a picture of the rat. I felt proud of myself, went up there. Here it is, gave him $175 back. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's a feel good story. Book it, it's a feel good story. Every man out there has those stories. It's a feel good, because you you feel like you accomplished something. Like you saved money. It's not, it doesn't match any of the finances in the house, but I don't care. It's a working microwave. It's stainless steel, eh. It's got a stainless steel look. It's more like brush. No, it's stainless steel. But all my appliances are white, which I regret. So anyway, saved $175 for the family. We're going to Disney World, so I need every little dime. If you ever if you're ever going to Disney World, I would go now. While you can afford it. Because by the time your kids get to an age to where they're gonna to want to go, um, like, I mean, I think it's free for children under three. Well, when your middle-agers, tweeners, start wanting to go to Disney World, it's gonna cost you a fortune. You're gonna to have to put up your dog, your house, and your car for collateral in the next couple years. My theory is is that ESPN is tanking, so they decided to raise the price on Disney. (laughs) Oh, they have to make up their money somewhere. Because you know ABC and ESPN is not doing too well. Although ABC just did come out with the uh, revamp of uh, Roseanne, which I haven't yet to watch. I don't watch TV. I watch sports. Those Predators got robbed last night. Let me just go on this for a minute. Okay, I am not the most um, – I've watched hockey for the for the better part of my life, I'm guessing. Uh, I started watching it when I was, I'd say, 21 maybe, and I'm 42. So, 21 years I've watched hockey. Now, I'm not well-nuanced in hockey watching, and I don't know the – like, I know basic rules. I know icing. I know – and um, you know, hooking and tripping and slashing and blah and this, that, and the other. But this goalie interference garbage is what it is. It's trash. It's like the catch rule in football. It shouldn't even exist. So last night, the Predators are totally in the first place. They're all in first place, okay? Um, they're, they're about, they lead the next closest person in my three, and they, it was the Bruins. It's 113, the Bruins are 110, and I think before after that it's Tampa Bay. They were at 108, but I think they're at 110 now. So the Predators are racing these two other teams for the President's Cup. And home ice advantage to do the playoffs, which it'd be fantastic. I don't know if you've ever seen a Predators game on TV, but they have the best playoff fans in the world. Although they do have the best fans, period, but the playoffs. The playoff um, atmosphere is the best anyway. Yeah, you can say Pittsburgh. You can say Detroit, blah, 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 blah. No, no, Nashville. Y'all just going to realize it this year, when they bring home Sir Stanley Cup, you will realize where Hockey Town is because there is no more Detroit. Detroit is in the past, like the Cowboys of the 90s. You know, they had their years. Now it's time for some new blood. Just like the Penguins. It's time for new blood. See the kid's not going to be there forever. Anyway, last night, the Predators played uh, pretty terrible. Um, Florida was handing it, handing it to them. I don't know if y'all know who Roberto Luongo is, but he, know, he has the Predators number. When he played for Vancouver, I believe that's who he came from, Dude, every time the Predators ever played Luongo, he's had their number. Um, I mean, the team, it was the go. It was a go league game. Uh, it was defense, but I'm telling you, it was the Predators didn't play their game. They played terrible, taking taking shots from the blue. I mean, right when they crossed the blue line, they were taking shots from there. I mean, the odds of that going in are slim and none. I mean, I mean, depends on who it is, but most of the time, if you're shooting the puck from there, it's not going in. Um, only by freak, uh, freak accident or a great screen job. Um, but the percentages of it going in around the blue line are, are, are very low. The closer you get to the net, the higher the percentage, obviously. So, anyway, so uh, Phillips Forsberg decided he was going to start playing in about middle of the second period. And, you know, they had some good chances. They had a lot of great chances. But they were out of position a lot of times with the rebounds. The rebounds would come off, but there would be nobody at home. There would be nobody there. So, anyway, and a lot of rebounds were coming off of Pekka, and there was nobody there to clean it up. And so that's how they got a couple of goals. Anyway, so um, who scored the first goal? Oh, my goodness. Forsberg? No, one, Forsberg. Who scored the first one? i don't know i'm so mad about it anyway so <clears throat> i don't remember the first goal it happened late in the third period it was, i think it was like um 15 38 in the in the um in the third period so because it was like six minutes left i think anyway um so it came down they were playing hard it, it looked like playoff hockey to me they were playing hard um so it was, you know, 20 seconds left. Right? They had a face off to the right of Luongo. If I'm not mistaken. Anyway, I mean, they might have had a face off in the. I don't know. It was a face off with 40 seconds left, 45 seconds left. Because <laughs> I remember the timeout by uh, Florida. So, Florida called timeout. It was 45 seconds left. And the Predators were in the face off. Well, they had trouble getting it into the zone. You know, every time they got to the blue line, Florida would get it and throw it out of the way. So they were having a hard time. So they finally gathered it, and I think it was Ryan Ellis that put it on net, and Roberto Luongo, it slid between his legs. Well, you know how most hockey players do. They kind of stab at the puck if it's between the five hole there. And that's what Arvidsson was doing. He was stabbing at the puck. But Luongo never had control of the puck. And Luongo kind of put his hand on Arvidsson, and it kind of shifted Luongo from right of the crease to left of the crease. He kind of like slid away. Well, then the puck leaked out behind him, and Forsberg comes up, cleans it up with .4 seconds left. They put one second back on the clock, but it was .4 So, anyway, so barely any touching of Arntzen and Luongo and Forsberg. I mean, it looked like the cleanest goal you've ever seen. So it tied the game. It, It guaranteed a point for the Predators. Guaranteed. Well, then they reviewed it. This is where I have issues. So they reviewed it. There was, oh, they took forever with the review, forever. It should have been a clean-cut case of gold. It was gold, no gold-tender interference. Well, they talked to Toronto, and them fools and Batman, that idiot commissioner up there in Toronto, decided it was gold-tender interference and gave the win to the, to the Panthers, which should have never happened. It's like the catch rule in football, I'm telling you. It's like, it's like objective, or I can't remember, is objective the one that, uh, or subjective? Objective is, anyway, it's their opinion basically. You know, like, ah! It looked like he grazed Luongo's path. Anyway, I was fired up. I know the Predators are going to the playoffs, I know. I know they're very well favored to win the Stanley Cup. But I would love for them to have home ice advantage, and if they have won last night, it would almost nearly, I think it would have clinched it, or clinched the division. I think it would have clinched the division. Anyway, so I was pretty fired up, and I tweeted, uh, NHL put a tweet out saying that the Florida Panthers got a much-needed win against the league-leading Friends. And if you ever heard of being ratioed on Twitter, that tweet got ratioed hard, hardcore. I was at least 15 of the tweets. I let them know how I felt. But I got got tired of uh, ranting, so. Anyway, that's my rant about um, Predators, which is pissy. So uh, Titans are gonna reveal new, jerseys tonight. Uh, I have no idea what it's gonna look like. I don't care. They can wear they can wear skirts for all I care as long as they start winning games. They can wear tiaras and skirts and you know they can even wear banana suits. I wouldn't care as long as they win. I'm a, I'm a firm believer of winning. Producing on the field is what I yearn for. I'm a, I'm a Tennessee, State of Tennessee fan. You know, I love my UT Vols, I love T- Tennessee Titans, I love National Predators. I'm not a big basketball guy, or pro basketball guy. So I'm not a big Memphis guy, Memphis Grizzly guy. But I, I just, I just want winning. I mean, I know it sounds awful, but I've been a, fan of the state of Tennessee my entire life, and I've always been let down. I'm lucky enough, though, to remember the only national championship that UT has won in the uh, BCS era. So, cheers. Um, what else? Um, i trying to think. I don't really have much to talk about today. Yes, I should cut it short. Um, Wow, I drew a blank. hmm. It's cold here. Um, If anybody has hints on how to potty train a child that's turning three this month and I need them to train in the next three months, give me a shout. (laughs) I don't think anybody's listening to this. If you're listening to this, just please, please, either send me an email or you probably not even got this far because you're bored already. Um, but I'd like to know if anybody listens to this because there's people out there, I'm one of them, that likes to hear people rambling. Most of the time they're famous. I'm not famous. I guess the only fame I can claim is that I was, I was at the... Um, Music City Miracle, um, actually I worked as a security event staff for the Titans, you know the guys in the Yellow Jacket. Um, I was on the uh, a guard the replay monitor uh, for them for the first three years of their their existence. Um, I remember the first game, it was a preseason game, that we worked the stadium, and uh, I called in when you when you work for the company I work for. You just call in, schedule yourself. Basically, they say, "All right, we got this, 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 and this. What do you want to work?" <clears throat> and so I, I was like, ah, "Give me the preseason game for the Titans." Yep. Okay. They put me on a door on the backside of the stadium. I was so mad. I'd been working for the company for like three years at the time, and so I called I, I called up the next day. I was like, "Look." man, I've worked here long enough. I, I deserve a better position than the back side of, of, of the building with a door. And he's like, all right, what do you want? I said, how do I get on the field? And he's like, just say you want to be on the field. I was like, I want to be on the field, <laughs> duh. And uh, he's like, all right, you just got to be here an hour before everybody else. I think it might have been two. I was like, no problem. I'm single, who cares? It sucks on Sunday, by the way. It'd be there two hours before the game. Well, actually, it was four hours before the game. So I I worked on the field for the first three years of their existence. Um, so um, the first year they had to replay, I remember, you know, they put those bike racks around it, but they didn't put it like they didn't put it all the way around it. So it was kind of like they just put it up against it. I never understood that. So there was no protection if a ref went over there and, and reviewed the play. There was like no barricade around him. So that year, you know, we, the Titans dominated pretty much all year, we just destroyed Jacksonville in the, in the championship game. Um, so uh, the, the Bills game, so Titans were, they played, they stunk it up. It was terrible. It was an awful game. Um, I remember the replay guy was breaking down the monitor and he was like, man, it's been great. You you, you know it's been great working with you. You know, maybe I'll see you next year. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, okay. 16 seconds left if you don't remember. And, uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to go out here and watch this last play. And he went out to the field. I can't go to the field. You have to face, your back has to face the Field and you gotta look up in the stands make sure nobody throws anything or jumps on the field. Anyway, so I'm watching kind of up at the big monitor up there, and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen um, been inside of a large stadium. Uh, Titan Stadium owns holds sixty five thousand, sixty seven thousand, something like that. Um, I've been in Neyland before when it's packed, and that's a hundred and. Seven thousand. I've been in there before, and, I, and it's like it's a living organism. If you know what I'm saying, it's like it just moves, like it's just alive, ah, which it is. But it's just weird looking. It's kind of psychedelic, dude. No, I'm just kidding. But so that's what the Titans stadium looked like. You know, it was packed. Everybody kind of was like leaving, but they wasn't left yet, But because it was like a playoff game the Titans hadn't been to in forever, and so. They kick the ball off. You know what happens. Lorenzo Neal fields it. He hands it back to Frank Wycheck. Frank laterals it. Look, I don't care who you are. It was either a lateral or behind him. It never went forward. It stayed on a dead line or it went slightly behind the line. It never went forward. A lateral, a parallel lateral is legal. Parallel or behind, it's legal. If it goes forward, it's not. So I don't care who you are. If you don't know the rules, then don't come at it. Anyway, so he laterals it to Kevin Dyson, and you know, rest is history. Kevin Dyson runs down the sidelines. You know, touched it. No flags on the field. There are no flags. He's got something. Anyway, another another play call. Another play. Called. So anyway. The guy, the replay monitor, he came over there and he's like, man, they're reviewing the play. I was like, all right. he goes, they're doing it on ours. And when you have a nationally televised game and at that prominent of a, you know, divisional game, there's more than your local media people and there's more national coverage, more of, you know, Buffalo, New York coverage, you know. So I look up and there's, you know, 50, 60, Reporters running at me from the right and and, and the left, so it was about a hundred or so reporters converging on my position, which I got a little nervous because I had no protection. It was just me and the replay guy and the ref. So I saw a CBS camera guy. He comes over at me. I had to literally put my hand in his chest because he was like trying to see inside the hood. I'm like, what? What are you seeing? I was like, dude, back up. Anyway, I grabbed a couple of people that were close to me. I was like, look, you've got to help me keep these people off of me. And it was scary, I'm not gonna lie. But at no point in my life was I about to stand there. If they had overturned it, said it was not a touchdown, I wasn't standing there. I was heading to the tunnel with all the players. I was not about to get trampled on because of some idiotic call. Anyway, so they called it a touchdown and we went to the Super Bowl. And uh, I got to go to the Super Bowl worked 50yard line behind the Titan's bench so yeah that was nice That was nice. I saw I, was only, I saw one famous person I saw uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell which was kind of cool because I like a clockwork a clockwork orange Um need to show that to my son one day but uh, yeah that's my. Little existence as a security guy at the Titans games. I've got a lot more stories than that. I, mean, I, I worked security detail at tons of concerts at Bridgestone. First concert I ever worked, and ever went to in my adult life was KISS. And if you've never been to a concert before, KISS is a eye-opening experience. It was like the full-blown reunion tour deal with makeup and everything. It was uh, so well, so well. Metallica, which felt like it was on mute. (laughs) Anyway, so um, I hope you've enjoyed my ranting and my rambling. Hopefully, you know, I'm just doing this, I guess I might be doing this for two things. One, people might like it, two, It's kind of a um, diary for my children when they grow up, I guess. Um, Yeah. saves me from having to write it. (laughs) I hate writing. I hate school. I hated school. Never liked school. I did get a degree. Uh, I'm just going to have to say it right now. I got a degree uh, when my son was two years old. I think he was two. see 2009. I think I got it in 2011, so it was about two years old. Maybe he's almost three. And uh, it only took me 17 years to complete my degree. <laughs> so it's never too late to get your degree, people. Hop on it. Anyway, you can you can reach me at Twitter. It's at the only. Wait, no, take it back. It's at the one, the only Nate. And that's in with the number eight. The one, the only Nate. Or you can email me at natek67 at yacht. Natek67 at gmail.com. N A T E K67 at gmail.com. Sorry. Well, y'all have a lovely, lovely day. If I don't hear from you, then uh, I'll know you haven't listened to this. And it doesn't matter. All right. Peace.